Hello and welcome to HW Editorial with me Sujeet Nair. Here you can listen to my views, my analysis. Follow this podcast to stay updated. At HW News, we have been delivering news that matters to you. Our goal is to present you with information that stimulates conversations around topic of larger public importance that often gets lost in prime time shows. Namaskar. Welcome to another episode of Editorial. Everybody is equal in the eyes of God. No sect, no caste. This is what Dr. Mohan Bhagwat said in one of his speeches recently. Very good and very right. But my question tonight is uh, does RSS practice what it preaches? Or do they end up saying something and doing something else? That's my topic number one. My topic number two is uh, the government of India in the current budget has cut down the, the allocation for Mandrega to 60,000 crores. Now, why was the country's largest rural employment scheme given a budget of 60,000 crores? Why was the budget reduced? Let's discuss that. Let's understand this. Let's get right on to the show. So, Dr. Mohan Bhagwat said that everybody is equal in front of God. In God's eyes, everybody is equal. There is no caste. There is no sect. Everybody is equal. Very right statement that he made. He was primarily referring to the Brahman and Kshatriyas and the, you know, the class wars and the class differences and all of that. The Shudras and all of that. So, he was mentioning that and he was saying, Nene Baba, it should not happen. In fact, he went on to say that uh, when one earns livelihood, one has a responsibility towards the society. When every work is being done for the society, then how can it be big or small or different from each other? He asked. Very logical question. What he, what he meant was Varna Vyavastha was based, primarily based on on the work that a person does. So a person who, who is a priest was a Brahman, a person who is to be in the army would be Kshatriya, a person who would uh, 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 do, do business and trade would be a Vaishnava, so on and so forth. This was how the Varna Vyavastha was created. That is what he says. So everybody, anybody who does any job, no matter what that job is, is important to the society. So why are you seeing it differently? Very correct, very fair. This is how even what, this is what even I believe. Very nice. But the fact is, RSS is saying this. And now I have started believing that what they say and what they do are two different things. Now, RSS, as an organization, if you see RSS, okay, RSS has never been headed by anybody other than a Brahman. Isn't that ironical? When RSS believes that everybody is doing their job and you know job and you know everybody everybody is same in the eyes of God and RSS also claims to be an organization that represents Hindus. Hindus is a culmination, a combination of all people. It is a combination of Brahman, Kshatriya, Shudras, Vaishnavs, everybody. It's a combination of all these people and but the representation 
as claimed by RSS, I don't know whether RSS represents me as a Hindu, but if RSS says that it represents Hindu culture, if that is the RSS, then how come RSS is always headed by a Brahmana? I'll tell you what I mean by that. As usual, let us get into some facts and figures so that we don't just talk uh, in the air. Okay, now uh, the first RSS chief, the person who, who created RSS was a gentleman called Keshav Baliram Hegdevar. Keshav Baliram Hegdevar, 1925-30, who was the first Sarasanga Chalak, was a Brahman. Lakshman Vasudev Paranjpe, 1930-1931, second Sarasanga Chalak. In fact, he was not a Sarasanga Chalak, he was an acting Sarasanga Chalak, but whatever. Lakshman Vasudev Paranjpe, 1930-1931, Brahman. Keshav Baliram Hegdevar, who came back as a Sarasanga Chalak in 1931-1940, like I told you. Uh, Brahman, M.S. Goldwalker, 1940-1973, Brahman, M. Dattatre Devras, 1973-1994, Brahman, Rajendra uh, Singh, that is Raju Bhaiya, the first non-Brahman Kshatriya RSS head, 1994-2000, K.S. Sudarshan, 2000-2009, Brahman, Mohan Bhagwat, 2009, currently Brahman. So, out of the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 RSS heads that they had from 1925 till date, everybody is a Brahman except for one. Everybody else is Brahman. That means they, RSS, which is a representation of Hindus and where Brahmins are technically supposed to be 4% of the total Hindu population, if I am not wrong, in this entire Hindu population, they could only find Brahmins, that 4%, to represent Hinduism and become the chief of RSS. And Mohan Bhagwat saying that, you know, in the eyes of God, everybody is same Baba. Thoda digest new, right? It's not, it, 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 it doesn't go down well. Fair enough. Okay, that's point number one. Point number two, another very typical thing that you see in RSS is, especially after Bharatiya Janata Party took over as the government of India and as the ruling party and as possibly one of the most popular party in the country, that is 2014 onwards, one sees that before the election, that is, the election was in 2019, 2018, Dr. Mohan Bhagwat goes out and makes a lot of, gives a lot of sound bites, gives a lot of, makes a lot of statements that are very secular, that are very forthcoming, that are very inclusive, that are that is very tolerant. He starts making those statements. After the election, once the election is won, then he is quiet till the eve of the next election. This is the eve of the 2024 election. We are in 2023. And here he is making statements and going and meeting. For instance, I'll tell you what I wanted to kind of point out. Last year, that is September onwards, he had a lot of closed-door meetings with a lot of Muslim uh, intellectuals, Muslim uh, leaders, which is a good thing. I always say it's a good thing. It's a beautiful thing. In fact, oh, I welcome it. But the point is, why does it all of this happens just on the eve of the election? And then right after the election, one forgets about it. Why does this happen? Which is surprising. Which is something that I couldn't understand. Currently, I am seeing... A change in RSS. Like I told you before I started this conversation, there was a lot of things told about RSS, but RSS was never seen as supporting a business group ever, ever, never. RSS has never supported any business group or any business conglomerate. RSS has never seen that way. 
they supported their ideology definitely yes but now there was an article in organizer this article predominantly and i am not going to dwell into this article and all that i do not agree to whatever the content of that article is so i am not going to discuss that article much i am leaving the link of that article in my description box so you can have a look at it you can read it too if you if you feel you want to check that article out but the point is there was an article written by organizer organizer is the rss mouthpiece it's an rss whatever magazine and uh, you know now they are into digital and all of that and in this particular uh, organizer this particular magazine they wrote an article creating a conspiracy theory creating a theory as to why the entire world and especially a few journalists in india and a few businessmen in india in trying to conspire against adani trying to pull adani down i thought till date at least i have never seen uh, rss indulge in such narratives or indulge in such arguments or indulge in such debates or even you know either support or uh, go against such kind of uh, debates in this country they always kept out of business they were more focused on social cultural to a certain extent political though they went in but also political facets of india but i am first time i'm seeing them involve themselves in a in a corporate or or support a corporate entity now i was wondering why this happened why would they want to change their thought process because gautam adani is a jain or a or a hindu is it because of that but then that way vijay malya was also a hindu that way neeram modi is also a hindu that way lalit modi is also a hindu that way meul choksi is also a hindu so all of them are hindus but uh, rss never went and backed them up why is rss backing uh, uh gautam adani now this argument that a lot of people may write and, and possibly a lot of must, lot of you all must have wrote down in my comment box that are it is not rss it is the organizer and all that i will not accept it is not rss it is organizer all this uh, argument i will not accept is because if samna writes an article it is the mind of uh, shivasena it is the it is the opinion of shivasena it is the opinion of currently uddhav thakre it is his opinion it is very clear he can't say mere ko nahi malum yaar samna mein kya chapa hai it doesn't work that way likewise if it is uh, printed in organizer it is definitely the collective view of uh, rss because will uh, organizer ever ever uh, organizer ever go and criticize bjp will organizer ever go and criticize uh, dr mohan bagwat saying that bhai kaise bola aapne everybody is same then the why no non brahman uh, head for rss will they ask no they won't so which means they are going to say they are going to think they are going to write what rss things what rss feels and what rss wants to communicate so i am surprised seeing this article and i wonder why they did it that was my topic let's get into the next one so the modi government has slashed manrega budget to 60000 crores manrega is mahatma gandhi national rural employment guarantee this act was formulated by the congress government in 2006 that is manmohan singh government in 2006 uh the budget now allocated is 60000 crores now if you see just to get into some figures if you see this 60000 crores was actually not an all time low but it is the lowest after 2017 in 2012 13 the outlay was 30000 274.72 crores 
32,994.12 crores. 2000, let's come to 2017-18, it was 55,166.04 crores. In 2018-19, crores. 1920-71,686.7 crores. 2020-21, crores. 21-22, crores. And the 22-23 budget was 89,400 crores and this time around the allocation is 60,000 crores. So the budget has been slashed. Now the budget has been slashed from 1 lakh odd crores to now to whatever it is. To that extent I was expecting a budget slash but to slash it down to 60,000 crores is what surprises me. You know because if you actually go to see the most effective rural employment scheme in this country was Manrega. It generated at all-time high of 389 crore personal days of employment in 2020-2021, 389 crores and 363 crores in 21-22. Even in the current fiscal year, it is projected to generate employment for 290 to 300 crore personal days. 389 crores of personal days of employment. That is huge. It is huge. In fact, Manerega, all said and done, the actual power of Manerega, a lot of people might defer to me, but to me, the actual power of Manerega was seen between 2020, 21 and 22. The actual power of Manerega. Because it was Manerega that supported our, our nation during the pandemic. It was Manerega that supported our rural population. Phenomenal support to our rural population. Of course, the Prime Minister of India's uh, uh, ration scheme of giving 5 kilos of, uh, of wheat, 5 kilos of dal, that was also a, a very, very strong support for uh, the, the, the rural population. It, no doubt about it. It was a very strong support and it really helped the rural population of this country, which nobody can deny. But Manrega was also something that created employment and therefore it was something that the rural population earned by their own efforts. So Manrega was very very important. So one wonders what was the reason why Manrega budget was cut to 60,000 crores like I said. And I also repeat once again that I would understand if the budget is bought down from 1,11,000 crores down that I would understand, but to get it down to 60,000 crores is why I don't, what I don't understand. Now, what I would think is going in the government's mind is uh, taking away money from Manarega and putting into missions like the Jal Jeevan mission or the, the, the Pradhan Mantri Awaz Yojana, okay, which would definitely, definitely ensure that will convert into votes for the Bharatiya Janata Party in 2024. This is what I would uh, assume looking at it from a political prism. Okay, but the fact is even the Jal uh, Jeevan mission is a good project uh, which was launched by Mr. Narendra Modi. The budget of Jal Jeevan mission aims to provide functional tap connections to every rural household by 2024. So the mission is fantastic. The mission is fantastic. Okay, so both the Awaz Yojana and the Jal uh, Jeevan Mission is a good uh, project, but but can it replace Manrega? Is it an option for Manrega? That I don't know. While a Jal Jeevan Mission is necessary, budget has to be allocated and running water has to be provided to rural rural household. But 
can you do it at the cost of providing them jobs? That's the question that one needs to ask. And in my mind, it doesn't. In my mind, it is only going to cause more distress in the, in the rural sector. So that's broadly what uh, the topic of the day was. That's broadly what I wanted to discuss with you today. Um, till I see you next time, that is tomorrow at uh, 10 p.m. Namaskar. To know about the latest updates on our new news app, go on your Android or iOS, search for HW News Network. Download our app, choose the language you prefer to get updates in and be up to date with the latest news. If you like this episode, please rate us with 5 stars right now. HW News Podcasts are available on BingePods and all other audio platforms. Also, don't miss to check out our news reports from the house of HW News Podcast. We are sure you will love it too.